Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love to chat with Alex Brill. He is with the American Enterprise Institute. He's a senior fellow there. Great background. It includes working on uh, Capitol Hill uh, for the House Ways and Means Committee and uh, for the White House. And so he's got uh, lots of policy experience that he brings to every conversation. Um, and he's been around long enough. You know, a lot of people I talk to back in uh, you know, they, they really have, um, you know, this uh, Ivy Tower uh, approach that doesn't really matter. They haven't seen bills navigate. They haven't seen the political dimensions that that uh, Alex brings to the conversations. And, and so I find helpful uh, to take since my background is working policy on Capitol Hill and, and for think tanks in D.C. It's a different feel than what you get in a lot of university types, not to negate. Always love having them on. Love the work of AEI. Uh, any long-term listener knows I'm a big fan of the American Enterprise Institute, AEI.org. Alex, glad to have you back on. It seems like we have uh, you know, semi, semi-annual interviews on uh, government shutdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it well, seems it's, like we have another one new. We had a brand new speaker that, uh, you know, is incredibly inexperienced and has virtually no experience passing legislation in his background. Um, you know, that's, it's apparently becomes a big box uh, for the least qualified. That seems to be for the courts. That seems to be across the board. Make sure they don't have a, a paper trail, right? <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And, and, and so here we are again. Uh, and we've got the situation going on. You've got um, uh, the new speaker saying that he would like to see things continue smoothly, uh, smoothly with CRs until spring or late spring of next year. But at the same time, now he's advocating a policy that will lead to a huge conflict over funding two war fronts. Start with that. I'm sorry, I already put out a lot there. Go ahead and jump in yeah. with that. No, it's a, it's great to be back with you. Um, you know, the the topic du jour in Washington is certainly the budget um, and the new speaker. Um, I don't know the new speaker. Um, I'm not the only one who who doesn't know him. As as you said, he's a the relative newcomer uh, in Washington. I mean, he has been here a few terms, but it's his, his first foray into leadership in a in a you know at, at this level. Um, he was in a lower rung of the leadership chain um, before uh, becoming speaker. Um, budget is not his uh, his primary focus and interest previously um, as, as a rank and file member, um, and he's been handed a big responsibility, which is to figure a way to navigate his own caucus uh, uh, into an agreement with the Senate controlled by Democrats and and the president. Uh, Joe Biden into a, some sort of budget deal. Um, and uh, I think the good news for those who are anti-chaos is that um, he's enjoying a bit of a honeymoon period, I think, with his colleagues. So he's getting sort of the benefit of the doubt. I think a lot of Republicans are, are, are tr- want to support him um, in these early days. Um, that's something that plagued um Speaker McCarthy in his final days, where he was uh, losing losing a, gr- a grip on on his uh, on his narrow majority in the House, um, and so Mike Johnson has a has an opportunity um, to to keep his caucus together. But they have a 
a big challenge. I mean, as you mentioned, they have to find a way uh, to fund uh, the supplemental for Israel. There's a, a strong case to be made to provide additional support and funding for Ukraine, and there's a lot of internal um, conflict on Ukraine funding. And they've got to keep our government funded. Um, uh, and we've got just uh, just a couple weeks left before the next shutdown. Um, so it's, it's, it's complicated. It's intense. And he is, he is feeling his way through the process, I would say, at the moment. Yeah, I think you, yeah. <laughs> uh, another example where obviously terrified by such on-the-job training. It's like, oh, really? Again, what, Congress, like eight years maybe total? I mean, that's a relative newbie. And, uh, yeah, to watch, you know, and there's all kinds of questions about him. I, I don't know anyone has saying he doesn't have a out. This guy doesn't have a checking account, uh, or at least not one big <laughs> enough to report. Uh, it's such an odd state of affairs, uh, you know. And I said, and, 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 you know, it's funny about watching a TV show, but this is real. This is this is politics and policy at work. And so, uh, basically, the Ukraine is being, and I, I shouldn't say the Ukraine. We don't like to be called those Russian Ukraine is being uh, held hostage by. GOP, and really mainly uh, what I call the the Mega Eight or uh, Congresswoman, former Congresswoman Barbara Comstock. She's on my show uh, every uh, few weeks. Uh, she calls the Crazy Eight. Uh, these these eight people, because of how the margins are in the House, have power like we've never seen before. And they're not necessarily consensus-oriented. They're not serious about public policy in a real-world sense. Um, it's almost like watching a bunch of uh, college Republicans at that age, college Republicans. <laughs> it's really bizarre. It's bizarre to watch. I mean, it, it, it's, very, it's, it's very hard to watch, especially uh, up close. Um, I really think of the the House Republican Party as simply not really having a majority. In, a, in many respects, there is no majority in the House. So, I mean, there was the other day when they elected a speaker, um, and there is from time to time. But on most days lately, um, there is no governing majority. And that's the, the result of, the, of a small number of, of Republicans, you could call them Republican in name only, in a sense. I mean, they're not—they're not team Thank players you. in any regard, um, and they—they uh, they don't feel uh, it, it doesn't feel necessary to them to have any allegiance to the team. And obviously, it's totally fine for members to disagree. We can—they ha can have debate. They should have debate internally. Um, but they're—but for the the party to function for any party to function in the majority at the end of the day, members need to come together and, and support a single position. Um, and that's what a governing majority does. And over and over again, we've seen a lack of a governing majority and that's why they've been, you know, they've really struggled to move um, any important legislation this year. And they struggle every time they come up against the deadline uh, to keep the government, uh, keep the government funded. Yeah, and, and by the way, just a reminder that, uh, you know, for the listener who may get lost in all this, I know I do at times, is that Speaker McCarthy was ousted by the state Republicans for collusion with the Democrats. And then the Democrats 
and then those eight go into collusion with the Democrats to get rid of Speaker McCarthy. I mean, it's the hypocrisy, the insanity, you know, and it's just a fundamental inability to think long term or to think big picture when I think of these eight members. And and sure enough, you know, uh, these uh, the the rest, the two hundred left were so infuriated by those eight's behavior, they give the speaker they want, an election denier with virtually no experience in a pure ideologue. I mean, how does what does that say about the long-term health of the House? Yeah, I mean, they have no, they don't, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a small number of members that have absolutely no policy agenda. They are, they have no desire for, you know, for you know continuity for functioning government they have no desire to legislate and so and that's in my mind the biggest change that we've seen in the la- in the last few years is it's one thing if policymakers disagree about what the right policy is but both parties want to legislate they have a view of what would, what changes in law would make the world better and then they pursue those well the problem we have at the moment is there's a handful of members that have no interest in changing the law at all. They have no interest in the law, period, as it's written or any other version of it. And they're there, uh, you know, they're there for themselves. They're there for attention. Um, they're there for 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 disruption and and for creating chaos. And that and is fundraising. Why Don't Party forget fundraising. Have a majority. Don't forget fundraising. Say again. Alex. Don't forget yeah. fundraising. You listed, you listed why they do it. You know, yeah. I, I somehow got on that gas selling lunch, which I find hilarious. And during the height of all that chaos that he was creating, they're attacking me from everywhere. I need your help. I mean, these yeah. guys, they're, they're just panhandlers that have very narcissistic personal agendas and could care less about the larger government interests. And so, again, you know, we're, we're, what, days away now? Are we days away from the government shutdown of the uh, take action? Uh, next week. Yeah. I can't remember which day. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't, you know, and by the way, you know, more than likely, not going to get this thing done with, uh, I don't think, with Israel and U- Ukraine. The Republicans in the Senate have said there's no way we're going to separate the two from the wise. The majority, there's always different politics. Uh, but the majority yeah. are like, no. And of course, the Democrats are even stronger, from what I can tell, in that area. And so I think you are right. They will have to pull together a continued resolution. Uh, and he'll have to do it with the help from the Democrats. It'll be a continuing resolution at this short late time. It'll be a continuing resolution with virtually nothing, if nothing at all, for the Republicans out of it. And once again, you're colluding with the uh, Democrats as Matt Gates would. And, uh, you know, I do think he'll get a pass because there is this honeymoon, and he is a product of that mega eight. He would be, he could be, he could be a member of that mega eight. <laughs> we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Uh, um, it's it, it. We're it's precarious, and I, I think we're in agreement that that somebody is gonna get jammed in the next few weeks or next few days. One part, you know, whether it's the House or the Senate or the Democrats or the Republicans. Um, but but they're not. There's not in a in a world where 
they recognize the virtues of compromise. They're in a world where if I don't get everything that I want, I'm really unhappy and I'm going to go home. <laughs> and that's a hard way to go. Yeah. That's a horrible way to govern. And, uh, but your, your gut is, and I guess it's mine too, they'll come up with something for another couple of months, max, but that's all they're going to be doing, 30, 60 days. That's all they're going to be doing. And I think each time they do that, uh, the uh, speaker who is so out of his league is going to start feeling pressure both from the Mega 8 and uh, the rest of the caucus like he's never seen before. He, he's in a position where nobody wins. Right. Right. I wonder who the next speaker is going to be. <laughs> yeah. I do too. I do too. Yeah, it's, it's uh, horrible. Uh, I, I I don't know, uh, but you think you think there will be uh, a, a continuing resolution at least for you know through the holidays. No I do. I think I I mean it's <laughs> it's not set in stone for sure. I mean they're continuing to debate this internally, and and some of it is leaking out. I think that they will. Um, there will be a continuing resolution that'll take them uh, probably into the middle of January. Um, and so I don't think we'll have a shutdown over the holidays. I, I might be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, but once we get to that, uh, to, to early 2024, I don't exact, I cannot forecast what the process will be to get us, say, to the end of the fiscal year. Um, I don't, you know, how, how, how lawmakers will navigate that. It's not just the speaker, you know, it's the, the tension between the speaker and the, and um, uh, Senator McConnell, the min uh, Senate Minority Leader, and Schumer, and the President. I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of personalities, there's lots of players, um, and somehow they're going to have to find a way to come together. Someone is going to be unhappy. Um, if if the if the government stays open, someone's going to you know someone's going to be in trouble. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, what my understanding is is from what I've read from people who work for leaders like. Um, uh, uh, they don't know him at all. They don't know the new guy at all. There's been yeah. no engagement before he did the job. And from what I can tell, very little sense. <laughs> These, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 okay, I think we're done for now. I want to apologize to you because I don't like usually you know, dipping in the same hyperbole and, and rage, but I am a little enraged by, by this. It's becoming a broken record. You've got a GOP that really could be taking victory laps over uh, so many things that are going on. You take the, the situation with immigration, and, and because they had no speaker and all they were talking about was their lack of a speaker, uh, they ended up cover for Biden to pretty much also adopt, uh, I think, not necessarily good, but popular GOP policies around immigration, and the Republicans have to build even comment on it because they're too busy grandstanding, beating up one another. I mean, it's a really bizarre situation. This president yep. is so unpopular, yet the GOP seems to be working very vigorously to improve his chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. They're they're chasing. They're they're competing for last place in some senses, and we we saw some of that at the ballots uh, uh, in the state elections that were that occurred yesterday. Uh, in Virginia. Yeah, in Virginia. I mean, uh, you know, Democrats picked up a lot of uh, majority in the, in the legislature in the in the House in Virginia, um, and they, it was it was not a good day for uh, for Governor Youngkin, unfortunately. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to affect a lot of that uh, presidential timber talk we heard so much of. And I personally like him. He seems fairly reasonable, uh, at least in light of the current GOP landscape. But, yeah, it was not a good night. Final thoughts from you as we wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, the the budget is is a necessary uh, legislative issue. I mean, it's forefront on lawmakers' minds because it has to be because we're 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 facing down another – um, shut down, but not part of this conversation, uh, our conversation, but, but, but more probably the, the conversation in Washington is about the real drivers, uh, the real fiscal drivers, you know, the, the, the challenges we face in, in our entitlement programs. And so we're really just struggling. People should just remember we're struggling just to figure out how to do the discretionary side of the federal budget. And we're, and we're, and Congress is ignoring entirely the larger challenge which are, you know, reforms to our entitlement program. Someday we'll get there, but that's not what's on the agenda at the moment. Yeah, I don't have any reason to believe that the GOP in the House, the majority of them, are even serious about governing or are not a big enough majority to be governing. And and you're right. I mean, it's it's not – there is no majority. Democrats have none either. There's the AOC crowd, right, which is very different than the rest of the caucus. Um, except the AOC seems to be more mindful of their existential connection to the rest of the caucus that the Mega 8 doesn't have. But anyway, it's all very hard to watch. It's in sci-fi. Uh, always love having Alex, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much.